Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today with retired nice girl Sim and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Sonia, today's sticky money story is a good one. I'm just going to get straight into it. No fluff. Dear Sim and Sonia, my ex owes me $5,000. He's married now and it's been like a year and a half since he last sent a payment. I have text messages where he acknowledges the debt and says he'll continue payments. I have his address, but it feels like I should just let it go and move on and take it as a very expensive life lesson. What should I do? Please help. I just kind of want to know how this payment plan situation came up. But then again, I can't talk because I've been on similar boats with payment plans and certain things. So I'm just going to reel that back in before Sim uses it as ammunition live on air. I think depending on your financial situation, how you're living, how you feel about money, how stressed you are about this, is it going to be more bothersome chasing it up? He's married now. He's moved on. And if you're financially okay without that, the rest of the payments, then I kind of think for peace of mind, let it go. But then again, I don't want you to feel like you can't stand your firm and stand your ground and get the respect that you deserve to get this payment back, like this full payment back, because you've got the text messages. So that is like you can use that legally if you do take him to court and stuff, etc. My first thought is that just the vibe I'm getting from this message is that she doesn't actually seem like the $5,000 is going to make or break, you know, her situation right now. She hasn't said so. So this is me generalizing, but it's not, hey, I really need this money and I'm quite stressed and I'm contacting him. It's like, is it morally right to still keep contacting my married ex for money? Is it morally like, okay, I still have his address. I still have text messages. Should I even be in contact with him? Because on one hand, you don't really, you don't really contact your married exes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's already kind of like, why are you still friends with them? Like they've married, they've moved on. And I can see her point of view of like, am I coming across a certain way? But that's $5,000. That's a lot of money. Even if you have the money and it's not even a part of you that like needs it or you're like finance, like you're not going to be able to pay your rent because of it. That's still a lot of money that someone owes you. And if you are on good enough terms, I can understand someone wanting to take this further, but then five grand is also not a lot of money if you need to start taking legal action. Do you know what I mean? Like how much is a lawyer going to cost you? Exactly. Yeah. The fees will outweigh you getting your money back and it's all because you want to teach him a lesson, which then I can see why people would take that across a certain way. And I don't want this to come across a certain way, but I'm just thinking, I think there should be also like a time period where you reach out, like maybe at a one month point. If your payment plan is every month or two months, it just depends on how your installments were previously paid because you've waited also a year and a half to bring it up. Like, does that time make it inappropriate to reach out as well? I don't feel like she's got like a legal written down like, hey, for every single month, like this is how much you owe me, da, da, da. I 
also disagree with the fact that if you don't bring it up for a while, it's too late. Like I will shame if you owe me five grand and I haven't seen you in three years, maybe that five grand isn't worth five grand anymore thanks to inflation, but you still owe me like $4,700. That's where I'm like the complete opposite to you because I feel like in my head, it takes more time, effort and like energy to follow up with that person to make a point, hey, I know it's been a year and a half since we've spoken, but with my money, sis, like that's how you want to be like a year and a half and you're still on my mind. If I'm in a financially, like if I'm so lucky to be in a position where I don't really have to worry about that five grand, I've given out of goodwill because to be honest, if I'm giving people money nowadays, I'm just giving it. Like I don't, I almost have to kind of kick myself for making those decisions because it's like, just a loss so have we not talked about this privately talked about this This is why this episode's really triggering just for context we won't get into detail but i am definitely the friend that if i give you money like unless it's stated otherwise like we'll talk about hey can you pay me back by this date and i'll follow up and sonia's the kind of friend that will give money and perhaps as she's mentioned not follow up as much even though you know, X, Y, Z might happen. Sonia's a better person than me. No, 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 no. I don't think it's that. Again, I'm trying to be like you because I think there are people that grow their wealth and keep their wealth and there's people that get money and like it just vanishes as soon as it comes into their hands. So I I don't think it's that I'm a better person than you. I just think I need to it's something that I'm still unlearning. So, But you see, I want to be a little bit more like you. Like I feel mean about it. I'm like, wow, why do I care? Do you remember that show you introduced me to? The one that's about Larry, what's his name? He's like, <laughs> what is it? I know exactly what it's called Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I know exactly what episode you're talking about as well. So there's this show that Sonia introduced me to when we were on the plane. And initially I was like, this isn't funny. And then I was crying laughing. And one episode is because I'm just like the character. And one episode he goes, he sees a friend and he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And he's like, you know, you kind of owe me like three grand. And the guy's like, what the heck's wrong with you? Like, why would you bring this up? And Larry's like, what's like, you owe me three grand. Like, I'm going to bring it up. And they're in a grocery store. And I was like, I was like, wow, is this wrong to do this? Because I would do that. It's so funny. He brings it up in the most inappropriate times and he goes because he's this is the thing, you know, when someone owes you money and then you see them spending their money, <laughs> it makes you feel a certain type of way. And the way he handles it is insane to me. I don't think you're that bad. Okay. But I also wanted to mention in this message, you know, our listener has said he's married. So to me, I'm like, he's literally spent money on a wedding and it's almost frustrating to me. Like I'm frustrated for her. My question to you, our dear listener, because we did kind of go on a tangent and speak about our experiences in our life instead of helping you. This is what I would do. I would ask myself, what is more important to me, my principal or my money? If it is important to me to go out and get my money, then I would do it with, you know, no worries about how it comes across. If my principle or my values is that I want a peaceful life and I'm financially able to afford letting it go, I would just treat it as an expensive lesson. I'd let it go. Look, we're doing okay. It's annoying. It's enough money to make a dent in our lives, but it's not enough money to, you know, stop us from having a roof over our heads if that's the situation that you're in. I don't think it's bad to let it go. I think you just have to decide I would personally, 
ask him one more time. You've got his address. Put it in a formal letter. Just hire a lawyer to do it. Like a lawyer's letterhead, formal letter. Hey, I'd love this payment back by this date. Can you please respond? Otherwise, I will take further action. If they don't respond, I think I'd leave it at that point. If that little push gets them to do it, that's a win. I agree with you up until the lawyer bit, only because I think put a feeler out there, like you have his number, I get that he's married, but just be like, hey, I'm reaching out, this is how much you owe me, if I don't get a response from you, I won't mind taking it further and then take it further, so he's kind of got a little bit of warning. I'm not trying to give him like more grace because you've already given the kid five grand and I get that. It's just, it's been a year and a Mm. half. So maybe, maybe he's forgotten about it. Maybe he's forgotten about you. And so, (laughs) yeah, let's just send him a text first and then follow up. And in that text, warn him that you will take it further if need be. I just want to take a second to like acknowledge the cheek of this man. Like this man is out here married, living his life, owing someone five grand. Like no part of you wants to be like, oh crap. Like I do owe Sonia like you know, four grand out of the five grand that I borrowed, I should probably get back to her about it. And it's like, oh no, like she'll reach out to me when she wants, da da da. Like so cheeky. I could never, I honestly could never. Yeah. I would be, if you guys are like Facebook friends or like friends on social media or whatever, I'd be so salty, like looking at their wedding. I'd be like, how much did this cost? Did these flowers cost you a grand? Did these chairs cost you two grand? Like I get it. I I really do. this Maybe is why we're like first. this. But I yeah. yeah, I think Sonia has summed it up perfectly. Do what Sonia says, reach out to him first, have a conversation. If it doesn't work, next step is just a lawyer letter headed letter to say, you know, more formally that you need the money. And if he doesn't budge, look, doesn't sound like you're too fussed about it. Treat it as a lesson. And what the what is the lesson here, kids? The lesson is do not give people money unless you've got a contract or you're happy to give it as a gift because we just see so many of these situations. It is unfortunately so common, men and women alike, da da da, but just so common. Um, so we're really sorry that you're going through it. So I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. If you have unfortunately also been conned out of five grand from your partner, ex-partner, or a friend or flatmate, definitely let us know your sticky money situation. We would love to hear them. You can message us on Instagram or send in a sticky money story email at hello at girlsatinvest.com and you may just be featured next week and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence Alrighty, till next time team bye